I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I just feel like we need to be pumped up because we've had a hard day of doing absolutely nothing. Is that why we started recording? No. I'm just getting us pumped. Oh, we pumped. So I had a job interview today. It went terrible. Royalty free music. Woo! I did buy some aluminium straws today. Sing it. Da, a aluminium cool. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I knew you started recording. You, me, and a poltergeist. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> you, me, and a poltergeist. It's been a good day. It's been an okay day. It's been an average day. We only just Pretty ate. fucking average. Hence the reason we started with some sick, royalty-free, pump-up music to get this podcast raring because we have been lacking energy. Oh, me. It's currently 9.44. I had a job interview at 6.30. went until 8 o'clock. 9.44? Yeah, my job interview went for until 8 oh o'clock. Oh, my God. It feels like it's 7. It's not a group interview if there's 20 people. That's a crowd That's interview. a crowd interview. <laughs> guess what we're talking about today. Before you guess, it starts with a W and rhymes with... Bingo. Bingo. Not really. Wendigos. Oh, she got it. We're talking about it. Windigos or Wendigos. skin changes or things of that nature because that is a paranormal thing because they're sort of regarded as evil spirits. Yeah, depending on how you look at it. Depending on what folklore you listen to, <clears throat> but pretty much it's a it's an evil spirit that possesses humans, I guess, in that uh, realm. Yeah, I have to say, of all, I feel like that's a thing I do a lot. I have to say, I have to say, because I don't just like need to say. I have to. Yeah, have to say it because it's your job. You're on a podcast. <laughs> yes, this podcast is earning my wage. It's really not. But we'll get there. Eventually. Hey, so anyways, I have to say... You gotta say. The Wendigo is my favourite paranormal thing. And cliche with our name, mine is Poltergeists. Well, there we go. That's probably <laughs> I think Wendigos are way too scary for them to be one of my favourite things. I think... Mm, no, Wendigos are more scary than what if I'm walking Molly and then she runs off... I don't know where she is. So I'm like, Molly, where are you? And then I hear a bark that sounds like Molly's. But it's sort of distorted. <laughs> like that. I don't know. Molly doesn't. It's just me and the trees. <laughs> it's just Brayden. Beef. beef oh, what if, like, you know Molly's little, um, oh, kind yeah. of sound. What if I hear that? I'm like, oh, Molly's fucking like, near a tree. <laughs> and then I'm like, get, getting close. And I'm like, holy shit. That's not my dog. That's a Wendigo. Exactly. That would be and terrifying. Then I, die. I feel like we're fine because Wendigos are only well, the so sightings of Wendigos, Wendigo folklore is only in the US of A and Canada. So we're, we're in Australia, good. we're good. I know, we got nothing. We just got bunyips and dingbats. What are bun- bunyips? <laughs> What's a bunyip? I think that a bunyip is like a... I think sometimes they look like a giant starfish that sits around in billabongs. 
that eats people if they get too close to water. a bunyip is. You've never heard of a bunyip. I know what a bilby is. A bunyip is a classic Australian cryptid. Okay. Okay. Let's look up what a bunyip is. I saw a photo of a bunyip today. Well, like an artist depiction of a bunyip. And it made them look like a giant gopher thing. I'm looking, hold on, I'm getting there. But I'm fairly certain I've also... It's a bunyip. B-U-N-Y-I-P. Thought as much. A bun and then a yip. Yeah, I've Myth seen... Myth of the bunyip, Aussie bush tales. Yeah, yeah, give it. Give People some... also search for monster, yeti, mermaid, werewolf, dragon, manticore? Yeah, manticore. This looks like a lion. Vampire, unicorn. The bunyip is not a paranormal thing, right? I guess it's The bunyip is a large mythical creature from Australian Aboriginal mythology said to lurk in swamps, billabongs, creeks, riverbeds, and waterholes. In this picture, it looks like a saber-toothed tiger. Let's see. Is that the artist? Yeah, that's the artist's depiction. Maybe not a gopher. (laughs) You just said a starfish before. Yeah, no, look up other pictures and you'll see that a bunyip actually looks like a starfish. Oh, I just went to maps (laughs) instead of images. Well, let's go find one. Um, Anyways, I think we're fine because we're on the other side of the world, but at the same time... None of these look like starfishes. Well, maybe I was mistaken. Maybe I was just looking up starfishes. What's, What's some other... Australian folklore creatures. Well, the platypus was told Bunyip? said to be a fucking folklore. What's that? A yowie. Yowies are real. We can still buy them at Coles. I remember when I was mm, about eight years old, I went to the observatory up in the hills. There's an observatory. There is, and we were all having tea. And then me and my friends were like, "We need to go find some yowies," so we went out in the bush looking for yowies. That's gonna have been raped. Not at that age. How old are you? Eight. You guys could have seriously been taken. There was like six by of some us. pedophile. Yeah, or a yowie. We were looking for I'm... one of Australia's most dangerous creatures, aside from a drop bear. One of Australia's most dangerous creatures are pedophiles. Sips from wine glass. <laughs> <laughs> With my reusable aluminium metal straw. You know who I have talked about drop bears with a lot? Your D&D people. Our greatest supporter ever, Bob. Bob! All our views come from Bob. So shout out to Bob and the Adventuring Girl podcast. If you enjoy things that are a bit nerdy, a bit fun, and you like uh, tabletop RPG games and stuff like that, go check out the Adventuring Girl. If you like Dungeons and Dragons... Oh, I dropped my phone. Shit, hopefully it's not snapped. No, I just dropped it on Molly. Oh, yeah, she broke the fall. Sorry, grab. Hold on, I pick her up. Yeah, go and check them out. We'll put a link in the show notes for you guys, and we'll probably post something up on Facebook. But go check them out. Bob's the greatest supporter ever. He shares, like, all of our stuff. Every single one, and comments on stuff and gives us reviews. He tags us in stuff. Bob's the best. Bob, we love you. Go check out Bob. We love Bob. Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Anyways, back to bunyips. <laughs> bunyips. Oh, wait. Wendigo is what Wendigo. we're talking about. We derailed this and started talking about bunyips. Um, um, yeah. Wendigos. I'm so glad we don't have, like, large land predators. Like, I'm... We have cassowaries. Okay. I stand corrected. <laughs> They're, like, six foot. They've got rocks on their head. Literally. They'll They're fucking kill you. They're straight up from the earth. Have you guys ever seen cassowaries? Not many people have. They're I wonder a... if Bob has seen a cassowary. <laughs> I don't know if Bob's seen a cassowary, but they're at, I'm pretty sure that they're, they're at the Corumpin Zoo. Yeah. Are they only an Australian animal? They are an Australian They're so animal. prehistoric. They are very prehistoric. Like a giant... I'm surprised they're not extinct, to be honest, but you know what? Australia isn't known for fucking killing everything off, like the hmm. eastern puma is now extinct. So, just imagine a giant emu, bigger than an emu, but with a rock on its head. Like, mixed between some kind of turkey chicken. A turkey chicken with That's a like slab of granite tall. as a crest. Like and then it's... Mouth, the mouth opens up so fucking wide. Yeah, they swallow motherfuckers. They eat whole people, from what I've heard. They do not eat whole people. Well, spreading rumours, but hey, I'm so glad we don't have any other land predators like bears. 
I think bears are more terrifying to me than wendigos. In Northern Territory, we've got a lot of crocodiles. Yeah, but they can't run after you at 40 miles an hour. I don't think we need to be scared of large animals that are going to kill us. Um, excuse me, we've got dingoes eating babies. To that was start disproven. Oh, come on. Come on, we both know we that both dingo. Know it's true. <laughs> come on. Have you ever seen a dingo? Yeah, they're gorgeous. They're just dogs. They're savage animals. They're gorgeous. A lot of people actually have dingoes as pets. I'm sure lots of Australian and animals. Foxes. Australian dogs are probably 95% dingo. Mouse definitely isn't. I've seen dogs that look like dingoes. So surely they got some Because they're part dingo, there. absolutely. Yeah. But, um, That's a cool dog to have. I think in Australia we have a lot more to be worried about, like fucking tiny things, tiny little jellyfish that can kill you. Yeah, but if you know what you're doing, you don't Red worry about that spiders. stuff. Spiders. I never worry about spiders. I no, never worry I'm about like, snakes. Do you, I didn't tell you this yesterday, but I when I was laying down in the lounge drinking my wine, playing the Merging Dragons, you know, having a good time, and this little tiny spider just crawling all over me. Did you care? No. It's just chilling. Because if you leave them alone, they won't hurt you. And 95% of those things are more scared of you than you are of it. Grizzly bears aren't scared of you. They're like, I'll fucking kill you. 95% of the time, they're not scared of you. Actually, no, I've seen a lot of videos where they're scared. But at the same time, if they're hungry, they're going to kill you. They're also not native to Australia, so what the fuck do we know? True. Yeah, but they're scary looking. If a snake's hungry and it wants to eat you, it can't. It literally can't. It could probably a grizzly bite bear. you and turn your blood into jelly and you die, but okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Round snakes. <laughs> no sleep tonight. Worst thing in Australia around summertime besides magpies. Oh, they're terrifying. That's, That's what you got to watch out for. Yeah, magpies are you gotta horror. got to wear a helmet with googly eyes and zip ties. Oh, what are they called? Plovers? Plovers. They make a death call and they have spurs under oh, their arms that are poisonous. You know you're going to Die. It's a you poisonous start, bird. You've got to start running, get a palm frog, hanging it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> swinging, hanging it, swinging it above your head. The amount of times I would do that. Because like at my mum and dad's house, we've got a massive, massive driveway. Yeah. We always used to have this one family of plovers for so many years, just nest in our front yard. And I have to wait at the bottom of the driveway for the fucking bus <laughs> to go to school. That noise they make. Is that pretty good? That was legit, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a death call, and then they swoop the shit out of you. And, and you're ha- like, I'm just sitting waiting for the bus, mate. It's like, no, take my poison death spurs. <laughs> I cannot keep going. But they're like underneath their wings, and I'm just like, fuck you up. Yeah, that's a weird. Like, imagine if we just lift their arms, I'll be like a scorpion tail. Like, it's a bit of an odd place to have a. <laughs> a little bit of an odd place, but you know, at least we don't have to worry about Wendigo. No, that's true. Good, good segue, segue back from our ramble. Uh, yeah, no, Wendigos are terrifying. I think being in that. Yeah, even being in those <laughs> woods would make me scared. So I feel like if I even remotely came across anything large and furry, or in this case, not too furry. I'd be terrified, absolutely. Because what do they look like, babe? Can you describe it for us? Okay. Wendigo looks like an emaciated humanoid form. Really tight, sort of greyish skin stretched over long gangly bones. And then the head of, in some instances of lore, the head of a sort of elk, I guess. Yeah. A buck. Yeah. Yeah. It's got antlers. It looks scary. And Has sharp anyone teeth. seen Riverdale? Where oh, there's the gargoyle, gargoyle king. king. Yeah, it looks like that. Yeah. And we have oh, put. Oh, maybe that's what's going on in Riverdale. Wendigos. It's a fucking Wendigo. Wendigo. So, Wendigo is like a demonic spirit. Spirit? Spirit. A Wendigo is demonic spirit rooted in Algonquin. I hope I'm basing, I'm basing, I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> Algonquin-based Native American folklore. In some scary stories, this supernatural creature can curse and possess humans, causing them to suffer from cannibalistic urges and psychosis that can never be sated. It's believed many different individuals can be infected by this single ancient evil, serving as multiple extensions of it. Oh. These tales are believed to be the world's first zombie story. So Wendigo is one, well, in Algonquin-based Native American culture folklore, 
the Wendigo is one thing that just has little tendrils of Wendigos going everywhere. Yeah, cool, maybe. Cool, badass. Maybe it's like something from the upside down. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so the earliest version of the Wendigo legend came from that uh, Native American tribe, the Native American tribes, mm-hmm. and they described it as the evil spirit that could possess humans and transform them uh, into sort of dangerous beings. And those that were sort of previously driven, like every story that I've heard about Wendigos always has, well, not every, but most stories, most stories. where people turn into them always has some sort of layer of like cannibalism or something like yeah. that. Like, like if you guys have played the game Until Dawn, you would oh, definitely know. So cool. So it was probably one of my favorite games. Absolutely. That and Mortal Kombat. I bought those games all by myself. And I'm not a gamer, so wow, it's a very nice. big achievement for me. Until Dawn's great. I really should have gotten you to play the VR until Dawn. Oh, God, no. You're never going to play any <laughs> VR where things jump I, fuck yeah, out at me. I sold it already, unfortunately, yeah, you did for me. It. But fortunately for you. Very fortunate for me. It was terrifying. They were huge. Like I, I, They were like as tall as the roof. Just like I looking should. up at them, they were like trying to see any movement, so you had to stand perfectly still. It was terrifying. It was great, though. Yeah. Did you know that Wendigo psychosis is actually a real psychotic thing? I'm sure I would have learned that in my psychology at some point. Yeah. I think... But no, I did not know. We'll post up some pics of our Instagram slash Facebook posts. Um, Follow us on both of those, please, because we do interactive things on both of them. Um, A little bit of a Yeah, there's a thing called... But we'll post some photos... So bad. That's alright, baby. There's a thing called Wendigo psychosis, mm-hmm. and it's diagnosed when someone has an insatiable sort of craving for human flesh <laughs> and the fear that they're going to become a cannibal. Yeah, that's a legit Urge. thing that has for sort humans. of come up now. People who just sort of. They really just sort of start craving human flesh and get the fear that they're going to become a cannibal. Like, that's a thing that regularly spreads around, apparently. How strange is that? It is incredibly strange. So, while earlier Native American cultures spoke of the Wendigo being a sort of spirit, Mm -hmm. uh, eventually it took shape into the form of a physical beast. And that beast could infect a person if that person was also tainted by greed or had committed the sin of consuming human flesh. Can I say something? Yeah, go. So... Spirits and shit, like yeah. demonic shit. That's not human. That's something completely fucking different. And here's my theory. Here's my theory. Here's what I believe. It's my theory and I will believe it. The more, uh, say, human souls, spirits, or whatever it can get hold of. So, like, those that do turn over to its ways and eats people... I feel like the more that they get of those, the more it can physically present itself. Like, the reckon? more energy it can get. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then all of a sudden it's a physical thing right in front of you. Yeah. Like, the more power it gets. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not a human. It's no. not something that's really there unless you give it the power to be there. Yeah. You always hear about people doing seances and things. Mm-hmm. Or like even trying to contact spirits or whatever, like their batteries on their phones, everything around them starts draining of power. The lights go out. I think yeah. that is what you, yeah what you what you're saying. Well, you're like just like drawing giving... power, and humans like you know have a, I don't know what they have like a flow of energy to them, so they can draw from that probably too. Exactly, and then the more energy they get, the more it feels like they're presenting themselves in more physical form where you can Mm. actually see feel touch smell whatever yeah a lot of bad entities do have a terrible disgusting rotten meat smell just smells like sulfate and you know what's interesting i don't know why wendigos are like only native like this evil spirit is only native to a certain part of the world that's really weird maybe because of like the tribes like those people believed in those folklores they told those stories they Mm. Those were the only people that did it. So they manifested it. So they manifested it. They gave it the power. They gave it the energy. They gave it the life in those areas. Cool. And because like we're just discussing it. We're not sitting around chanting about it or whatever they used to do. I'm I'm sorry if that's offensive. But, you know, we're not sitting there 
we're not sitting here trying to conjure it up and be like, oh, Wendigo, show yourself. So what you're saying is if we get enough people together, go out in the bush, we can start a Wendigo cult. But we shouldn't. We definitely shouldn't, but we could. Not condoning any type of cults at all. So the artist's depiction of this creature is so freaking creepy looking. Yeah, it's kind of, um, it doesn't really look like an animal torso either. No. But it doesn't look like a human torso, but the rib cage looks surprisingly human to me. All the little accounts of like I've, that I've read of people spotting Wendigos or you know having an experience that they think is something to do with a Wendigo uh, always sort of has it as like a gross sort of decomposing thing. Yeah, but it's it looks like the the picture that we're currently looking at right now. It does look like some kind of taxidermy gone wrong, like elk. Fucking deer. I don't know if they're the same thing. Emaciated creature topped with a stag skull, sunken eyes, and skin stretched impossibly tight over its bones. But it just... It looks like it's been forced to be upright. You know, like when a dog walks upright? Yes. It looks weirdly like that. So I guess that's how people could be like, oh, it looks like you're human. Then they get close and they're like, that's not a fucking human. In, In most of the stories I've heard... They always say, oh, it looked like a weird deer in the mm, distance. Mm-hmm. And when I started getting closer to it and sort of locked eyes with it, that's when it stood up on its back legs and just stood upright, which is creepy and it's giving me goosebumps. And then you die. Yeah, imagine. Ugh. Are you okay getting goosebumps? Yeah, I'm then? getting goose snips. As I've call. had a glass of wine, so I'm not super goosebumpy right now. Mm. I am currently drinking a lemon drink by Golden Circle, so... All the and all the sorts of uh, different encounter things that I've read, mm-hmm. all have like everything else within like the woods or wherever exactly it's taking place. All the other animals, everything else, just sort of drains out, and all you can see and hear is this thing. Sort that's... of very intriguing. And yeah, I, I think that's like part of it. It's yeah. From what I've read, it's like trying to wear you down. Like, mentally, and, like, break you so you go off running into the woods. Crazy. Well, it stalks its prey and can mimic human voices, so its favourite pastime is luring people away from safety. Yeah, like you said, with Molly. Exactly. Imagine being around, like, a campfire or something. I go to the toilet. You're like, oh, Brayden's been away a while. You, like, get out and you hear, babe. Babe. That's not do voices. <laughs> it's a bit creepy for you. <laughs> yeah, when you do voices, it's creepy. Okay, yeah. well. Yeah, that'd be fucking scary as so fuck. So scary. And it's always weird. Whenever people say they get chased by it, it never catches them. No. Because it's a spirit. It's a spirit. Can't really do anything to them. If it's a spirit as well, it's not technically chasing you, it's just appearing. Oh, yeah. Well, so you literally yeah. can't escape it. No. Because it's just going to... It's attached to you yeah. now. It's like a superhuman hunter. Exactly. Like, regardless where you go, it's there. Yeah. Ugh. And I've, Ugh. I've read instances where this thing's been sort of, like you just said, attached mm. or like there with someone, like their whole life. Like every time they go outside and look in the forest, they can also always sort of sense something or things will go quiet around them and they'll see this thing. Very strange. I feel like I've heard... A story. I feel. I don't know if someone's told it to me or I've just heard it. Or I've read about it. I literally. I can't remember. But it kind of goes like, she was have this girl was having a sleepover at her friend's place, and one of them got up to. I think her friend got up to go to the toilet, and they back in the day they had an outdoor dunny. Mm. So she went outside to the toilet, but it had been a while. And she got up and was like, blah, blah, where are you? And like heard a voice back, but didn't see the girl anywhere. So she got up. So she went back in and all she could hear was banging, banging, banging on the door. But like she was screaming and like no one was coming to help. Like the mum wasn't coming to her rescue or anything Mm. like that. Then all of a sudden, the girl, the other girl who went to the toilet came back and was like, what the fuck's wrong? She was like, wasn't there something at the door? Didn't you hear that knocking? There was someone banging at the door. I was like, no, no one was there. What the hell? Yeah. That sounds like Wendigo. Is that in Australia? 
No, no, no. I, I feel like it's an American oh, okay. story. I can't, I cannot for life me remember where I heard it. The way I you swear said, to fucking God, I've heard it. That's so creepy. The way you said outdoor dunny. Oh, come I was on. like, they got an outdoor dunny there in Australia. They had outhouses in America and shit. You know, before indoor plumbing, everyone had an outdoor dunny. <laughs> you know, I once... But I think they were just like on a large block of land and they just hadn't gotten an indoor dunny yet. They had an outdoor dunny instead. Dunny uh, is just the Australian word for toilet. Exactly. So I was uh, take shit in the dunny. Once camping outside yep. on a farm, they had an outdoor dunny. There was a red belly black snake in the dunny. Did you hold? No, I peed outside, just in front of the trees. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and you know why they had a they had a dog there, right? Mm-hmm. To protect us from roving wild house cats. You know what? That's a thing, though. They pack up. They like pack. They pack together in bands. Yeah, that's a thing. That's what we have to worry Where about. Where most of my family lives in New South Wales, there's just feral cats. And do they rove in bands? Packs. Yeah, absolutely. Cats. Apparently, there's been a pack going around. A packed, a pack They're going around. They're allowed to around. shoot them down there. Yeah, mm. there's been a pack going around of like eighty cats. Yeah, eighty cats running around. Priscilla scratched Honestly. my finger the other day and put a bloody hole through me. That's it. Fucking dream to me. Fucking just 80, 80 cats just showing up like, oh my god. You see all these eyes in the... In the dark in the of dark. night. Yeah, the, these yellow eyes and you just hear... It's like a disconcordant freaking, yeah. A cacophony of... Freaking, <laughs> it's like a chorus yeah, of cats. <laughs> a little cat standing in front with a conductor. <laughs> Copyright <laughs> So did you know I'd run too to be honest If a cat was smart enough to be holding a Conductor's thing Oh yeah that ain't natural and He's like wearing a little suit and all with a little tail okay, At the I'll, end so over maybe his I little tail run away. Maybe I'd just sit and watch It's like a Bugs Bunny movie <laughs> yeah. He's definitely the evil villain Hell yeah So did you know Mm-hmm. That when a Wendigo eats another person, it grows in size proportionate to that person. So its hunger is never satiated. So it's always hungry, always searching for food. And it's just giant now. So if it ate me, it would grow another 168 centimetres tall. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And more so that way, that way, everywhere. In diameter, <clears throat> everything. Everything. In volume. Its volume would increase. Greatly. The Wendigo gets better with age, like a fine wine. Or a Sultana, or I don't know. No, that's... Like a opposite. Sultana? <laughs> Have you not had, like, an ancient Sultana? No one has had an ancient Sultana. If you're eating ancient Sultanas, you're probably fucking dead. I don't know about that. Sultanas are as bad are they? Aren't they the worst fruit? Is it a fruit? Yeah, it's a grape. It's a fruit product. It's a grape. Yeah, but a grape is a fruit. A it's a dried is... up grape. So it's a dried grape. Yes. Okay. So. But, okay, but give me this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, a raisin slash sultana is a dried up grape. Yep. But a dried date is just a date, but dried. Or a dried prune is just a prune, but dried. Why don't they have cool names for them? Why don't they have cool names for them, huh? Anyways. I like banana chips, though. That's pretty cool. They're pretty interesting. So, according (laughs) to law, the longer a Wendigo walks the earth, the stronger it becomes. The more control it sort of has over the environment around it. So, a real powerful Wendigo will be able to, like, make it dark suddenly, make it the sunset quicker, sort of within your sort of psychosis (laughs) that you're entering. But... It also gains the ability to manipulate other creatures of the forest. It can summon predators to attack. So all that, so that little cat conductor was really a Wendigo. That was really a Wendigo the whole fucking time. Oh wow! So its speed and strength also grows with age. As does its ability to heal. I wonder if fire is actually the only way to kill it, like in Until Dawn. I was about to say. Can you look that up? How are we? Oh, I thought you pointed out Molly. I'm like, yeah, she looks a bit alone, but she's that's a Wendigo. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, how the fuck do you kill these things? I know. 
Mm-hmm. How to kill a Wendigo. How to escape or kill a Wendigo. Wendigo. <laughs> Wendigo. How Wendigos work. I wonder if a Catholic priest could fight Wendigo. Fuck. <laughs> I feel like Wendigos operate off different, like, different terms. Like, they're not bound by the laws of regular spirits. They bait their prey, release shrieks or growls, sometimes mimic human voices calling for help. Don't be fooled into believing you're safe indoors. The Wendigo can unlock doors and enter homes where it will kill and eat the inhabitants before converting the cabins into Wendigo domiciles for hibernation. Yeah, Wendigos are always sort of linked to, like, winter and things of that nature. Snow. Um, A wounded Wendigo simply regenerates. Does it say how to wound a Wendigo? The trick to employ silver bullets or a pure silver blade or stake and strike right through the Wendigo's ice-cold heart. So it's saying pretty much you can kill it with a silver... Or a stake? Silver blade or stake. So it has bullet. to be a silver. It has to be stick. a silver. So a Wendigo sounds a lot like, like a, a werewolf. Vampire, werewolf, werewolf. Bit a bit of both. It's a mix. Upon a wounding the Wendigo's heart, you must take care to shatter it into pieces. Then lock the shattered heart in a silver box and bury it in a church cemetery. This is complicated. Regular spirits and. Supernatural things just require you to, like, you know, something easy, like stab it in the heart with a. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It says here as well the rest of the Wendigo must be dismembered with a silver plated axe so you can salt and burn the body and then scatter its ashes to the winds, or as a second option, bury the pieces in a remote location, a la Harry Potter's attempt to reclaim. <laughs> Salazar Slytherin's locket from the subterranean lake. What the hell? <laughs> Why the fuck are they putting <laughs> Harry Potter references in this? Was there a Wendigo in Harry Potter? Absolutely uh-uh. not. There was a they're Wendigo. They're British. It wasn't a Wendigo. There was a werewolf in Harry Potter. Is it British? Were they Br- no, not British. They're just from the UK. I don't fucking know. It's Somewhere. All, it's all the same and different at the same time. Okay, so if I was to create... Since we are now supernatural hunters, not just demon hunters... And I guess the Wendigo sort of counts as a weird demon thing. Can I just add this little bit in? Yeah. It says here also, skip a step and the Wendigo may be able to resurrect itself, hunt you down, and inflict a slow and agonizing death. Okay. So, let's get the checklist for things we need, as we are now supernatural hunters, and we're going off to hunt a Wendigo. Silver bullets. Silver bullets. We need a gun. We need a gun. We can't fire the silver bullets without a gun. Indeed. We need a silver knife, knife or stake. Steak. Let's bring both. Both. And then we need a silver-plated axe. Wow. Cool. And we need a silver box. Okay. And we need access to a church cemetery. Okay. Cool. Cool. And then we need fire. And we need to cut up the rest of his body. Yeah, that's what the axe oh, is And we for. need a hammer to shatter up his icy heart. Yep. Preferably a silver hammer, I would assume. Yeah, why not? Make it all silver. Everything's silver. We wear silver. silver. You know what? What if we're wearing just pure silver What if we have knight? a suit of silver armor? A suit of silver armor. I don't think he can attack us. We're then. fucking indestructible. I've actually got some stories here that we can look at. I know you were just saying your little story about Wendigos. And a lot of the stories are fairly similar, but I've got some stories here. If you would like to read one, I could read one, you know, whatever. Let the people know about the Wendigo. You want to go first, baby? Sure, I'll go first. Alright, so the first one was posted by North Coast 10 two years ago on the No Sleep Reddit. And it is titled, I think I encountered a Wendigo. Nice. So my wife and I, well, their wife and them. You just read it in their voice. Sure. In their voice. Alright, I'll do the American voice. My wife and I had been running the rat race for you. Oh, that's like... Stephen. The rat race for years. My wife and I have been running the rat race for years with a family, a house, in the city, and two dogs and a cat. The stereotypical American, American dream. dream. The Aussie dream is just to not get 
fucked over by our current Prime Minister. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but the city took its toll, the neighbourhood got worse, the crime rose, and we found ourselves looking for a way out. Our opportunity came when I was offered a new job out of state. It was a great career move. We didn't want to move to a new city just to have the same problems again. So we started looking around and found a great mountain community about an hour and a half from my new job. And a great ranch-style house with a big back porch, windows everywhere, and a lot of property. The backyard was a big grassy area with a creek that cuts through half the property, and then acres of woods behind. It's huge. The house is more than twice the size of our house in the city. It's all updated and has no neighbours within a mile. I feel like this guy's just bragging about his new big house. Yeah, 100%. To be honest. He is stoked about his giant house. Here we are sitting in a one-bedroom unit under your parents' house. <laughs> it's a radical change from the life we lived in the city, but best of all, it was less than half of what we were paying for our old house. The house was a foreclosure, and when we asked the listing agent about it, she simply said the old family had abandoned the property. We really didn't think anything of it. And that was their first mistake. Always. Always think something of it. So the first three months were uneventful. You know, I'm just going to stop. If anyone's buying a house and the previous tenants just abandoned it... Just fucking up and left. Find out what happened. Just simply, you up and leave that listing. You fucking find somewhere else. Who gives a fuck how many windows you've got in your back porch? Exactly. And how many trees you have there is more trees plant some more trees we probably need it climate change is happening in 12 years we will not be able to reverse anything get metal straws continue so the first three months there is no planet b oh my god the first three months were uneventful (laughs) with us settling into our new life the kids getting used to the new school and new friends and most of all us getting used to the massive house and property oh my Fucking God, this guy. (laughs) Brag. (laughs) Weird brag, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Weird flex, but okay. Weird flex, that's it. All I could think of is that fucking six cents meme. Where he's like, I guess you dead people. And the other guy's like, weird weird flex, flex, but okay. So... Everything was great until the weather turned cold and things started to get weird on the property. It oh, started... Surprise, surprise. Exactly. Things got weird. I know, a big house creaking. It started with the noises from the back property. Things we chalked up to being in the woods. Then the motion lights around the house started going off randomly. Once again, we just chalked it up to being in the woods. But last night it all changed. Last night was the most terrifying night of my life. One of the dogs was at the back door whining and scratching. I assume we need to go to the bathroom, so I grabbed my flashlight and walked out the door. You know, most of these tales always sort of have a dog in it that's like whining or barking. And this is why you get a dog. Exactly, so they can fend off when it goes for you. And instantly, instantly as he went outside, uh, something fell off. The dog bolted for the back of the property, growling and snarling. It was a cold night, about 30 degrees. I believe that's like, I don't know, negative something. But the dog plunged straight into the creek and out the other bank, running off into the woods and to the back of the property. So flashlight bouncing, I ran after him, calling his name. I got to the creek and made my way across the makeshift bridge, trying to desperately follow him. I could hear the dog still growling and barking from somewhere up ahead. I pushed further from the safety of the house and deeper into the woods. I feel like the Wendigo at this point is just illusionified the dog running outside so he had to go chase it and get away from the house well that's what it would be doing it lures them into the deep dark woods Uh, to eat them or possess them so if your dog goes running into the woods barking let it go get a new dog exactly i would be sad if that happened to one of our dogs but they know to come back when we call them hey molly and mouse ain't gonna do shit against them when they go no (laughs) <laughs> I just looked at Mouse and I can agree He's like Ehh. He's asleep Mousey. Now he's awake and his face is all fluffy He's a good boy, so, he's a good boy. That's when I heard it A shriek like I've never heard before in my life It was a mix of a moaning wail And metal on metal mm-hmm. That's that was my a whale whale noise A moaning wail <laughs> Yeah It's a humpback uh-huh. Why am a wendigo? (laughs) 
accurate impression. It echoed through the trees and froze me in my tracks. My dog bounded its way back to me and cowered behind me. I turned around and could make out a warm glow of the house behind me, the cold dark ahead of me. I swung my flashlight around, wildly looking for the source of the noise. And that's when I heard an even more terrifying noise. Out of the cold silence, my wife's voice, wife's voice floated out around me. Babe! Maybe. The voice called out. I whipped back and could barely make out the image of my wife safely in our house. The voice called out again. Babe, I'm right here. Would you go after that voice? No. All right. <laughs> so that voice came from deeper in the woods. Then came another voice, just as clear as the other. It was my dad's voice. Come out here, it called. I swung the flashlight around again, and this time caught the briefest glint of light bouncing off of eyes. The creature was in the beam of light for barely a second, but it was maybe six feet tall and ashen white. It had long spindly fingers that grasped the trunk of a pine tree, and then it was gone. Are you sure it wasn't lettuce fingers? <laughs> lettuce fingers? With all his... No, salad Salad fingers? Salad fingers. Are you sure it wasn't with tomato his... fingers? <laughs> no, with his rusty spoons. Rusty spoons. I used to watch that on repeat. Mm -hmm. Salad, salad fingers, right? Yeah, that was like the, the first meme. Spoon. He had like weird pickles for fingers. It was gross. There were lettuces. They weren't lettuces. Yeah, it was salad fingers. I'm fucking looking. Look it up. He has. I am looking. How him. can he have lettuces? Because for fingers, they're bulbous. Oh my god. So I'm looking it up. Okay. Does he have pickle fingers? They're still uploading one really? month ago. Salad fingers. Ew. Full series. Um, How many views? They're 1.2 million subscribers. Jesus. I used to be one of those subscribers. So this man ran back towards the house, headlong into the icy creek and stumbled. The dog ran past him, making it back up to the yard and up to the porch. Uh, the man dug his hands into the freezing muddy bank and pulled myself out. Not stopping to look back. When I reached the porch, I scrambled inside. My wife ran over to me, asked me what had happened. I just shook my head. I'm not certain what had happened. I had a growing sense of dread tonight as the sun began to fall. We, I, kept, well, the we kept the dogs inside and I haven't dared look out the back. But as I sit here typing one by one, my motion lights in the backyard keep going on. Oh. Rusty spoons. <laughs> I like to touch them. Look, he's got salad fingers. The Those aren't lettuces. Rust. He says salad fingers. Salad fingers. Yeah, salad. Almost orgasmic. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, it's so, so creepy. A lot more quite terrifying. That's really scary though to think about it. Just imagine seeing some gaunt figure with like giant white fingers wrapped around a tree screaming out in my name. <laughs> oh fuck you, scared the shit out of me. What the shit? I did not sing. Homer. Homer. That sounds like the very first episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, well, you know, that was me. <laughs> you were born in like 1989. What you have to know. Are you going to tell a sweet, spooky Wendigo story now? I will. You will? I Who will. is this by? This is by I Merciless. Merciless. Mer I Merciless Void. Five months ago. 1.2k upvotes on the No Sleep subreddit. This is great. The time I saw a Wendigo. Wendigo? First things first, I'm the realist. This happened to me when I was around 10. I've lived in Idaho all my life and spent a lot of time outside and or in the wilderness as a kid. My grandparents would take me camping and my older brother and I would always hike up whatever trails we could find to get a view of the sunset. Romantic. On one of these occasions... On one of these occasions, something terrifying happened. We were up at a campsite I only know as Warm River. The river there never freezes over. And my brother and I were on a regular evening hike. 
And there was an old tunnel boarded board? Board through the mountain. Board through the mountain at one part of the trail. Probably an old train tunnel. And we were walking through it when I heard something I'll never forget. Okay, first things first. Don't walk on the through realist. old tunnels. And don't walk through old tunnels. I feel like you're trying to die if you walk through an old tunnel. And they weren't even sure what it was a tunnel for. If it was like a mining tunnel, they could have fallen down a mine shaft and they could died. died. Well, they could have died either way with this. I think the real horror here is mine shafts. It's the fact that they were doing this without an adult present. No, there we go. After walking through probably two-thirds of the way through the tunnel, I heard a terrible screech at the end we entered through. The screech wasn't like anything I've heard before. I've heard the screams of animals on dark and windy nights. I even think I've heard Bigfoot calls a few times. Oh, this guy's crazy. But never the metallic, (laughs) grinding screech I heard that day. The point is, whatever the sound was, it did not sound natural in any capacity. I probably jumped five feet in the air when I heard it. My brother shouted a few choice curses. I forget that you. I forget that Americans say curses instead yeah. of like swear well, words. Um, shout a few choice curses before shooing me quickly to the exit of the tunnel. I love how I had a go at him for believing in Bigfoot, and we're talking about Wendigos. <laughs> like Bigfoot, the creature that at one point definitely existed in the world's history. Maybe. No, it did. There's. It's a what's it called? A, some weird giant ape creature at this point my brother decided we should just continue walking and head back after whatever made the noise hopefully cleared out we didn't have any firearms on us so i was pretty upset wow at 10 years old you didn't have a gun on you was he 10 yeah he said he was 10 anyway my brother reassured me we would be fine and made the walk back without incident however i didn't get any sleep that night whether it was the thing that screeched at us or just my imagination. I heard things moving around the campsite the whole night, as well as whispers echoing through the darkness outside the trailer. I woke my brother up a few times to check out what it was, but he refused each time, telling me that it was probably just other campers staying up late and enjoying themselves. The rest of the trip was pretty normal. We packed up the following day and my life continued as normal. I was disconcerted, but chalked what happened up as a harmless event that I must have been exaggerating in retrospect. A few weeks later, I went up to Pine Basin, an old ski lodge my family rented each year for family reunions, where I would mess around with my cousins, our favorite activities being night games. We would play hide and seek, a game called Ghosts in the Graveyard, wow, and and other games like that. On one instance, I was chosen to be the seeker for hide-and-seek game. Because I was one of the younger cousins, I got a flashlight as an advantage. Normally, all the younger cousins hid close to the lodge, and the older cousins hid in the nearby trees or at the base of the nearby mountain. As I was searching near the bottom of the mountain, I heard a familiar whistle up the mountain a bit. In parentheses, he says, We would always whistle as a hint at our locations. Oh, that's so creepy. It's like the clapping the and the conjuring. Yes, but when to go form. Yeah. Absolutely. That wasn't a whistle. <laughs> Breathing Anyone really heavy yeah. out your teeth. Why should we heard that? <laughs> anyway. Ooh, let's play something like that. Oh, please that's don't creepy. do that again. This is why I don't I like, like whistling that much. Does it creep you out? Yeah. Everything creeps you out. Everything creeps me out. It sounded like someone was hiding up near a tree known as the underwear tree. In parentheses, he goes, you can guess why. I'm guessing this is underwear up there. So I began trekking up toward the whistle. What do you think? I think people fuck on that tree. And leave their underwear around. Oh, right. God. As I climbed over, uh, as I climbed closer, I got an uneasy feeling in my stomach. I continued on warily and convinced myself that I would be fine. I hated walking in the night alone, but figured whoever I find would walk me back to the lodge. As I neared the tree, I noticed that it was deathly silent. This alerted me that something was very wrong because you could always hear the adults having fun back at the lodge. I was anxious to hurry back, so I called out, 
I found you, Scott. I thought the whistle was my older cousin's. Come back down here with me. I got no reply, but I was planning on waiting. As I began walking back down the path, I heard a voice call, you almost had me. So I ran back up to investigate. I flashed my light in the branches of the tree and saw a monstrosity that was not my cousin. It looked like a poorly drawn stick figure made into a human with its emaciated figure and lifeless eyes. I remember its face looked like the skin on its head was being pulled from behind. It had torn and stretched features. As soon as I saw the creature, I screamed, dropped the flashlight and ran back to the lodge. The entire time I ran, I was overcome by an empowering smell. I could hear the, uh, I could hear the thing running after me. As I approached the camp, I saw a few people, my cousins, at the bottom of the mountain waiting for me. I was crying and shaking and they took me inside. I told my dad what happened, but my cousins all said they didn't see anything follow me. The adults kept us inside for the night and I kept hearing sounds drifting in from the mountains. I never played night games after that happened and was always terrified that my cousins wouldn't listen to my warnings. Ever since that night, I've always felt uneasy up in those mountains. I used to be really religious and figured it was a demon of some kind trying to kill me or something like that. But those mountains have never felt the same after that incident. A few years ago, the game, Until Dawn, became really popular and I watched a walkthrough of it on YouTube. When the Wendigo first appeared in the game, I got chills down my spine. It was exactly what I saw and I did a ton of research on them. I figure someone must have gotten snowed in at the old lodge and, and resorted to cannibalism, but that doesn't explain what happened at Warm River. I still hear that screech from time to time. It never occurred to me until watching Until Dawn that they might from the same thing and it scares the hell out of me every time i heard it earlier tonight and that's why i decided to finally write down my story wish me luck read it that's creepy that's so creepy so, so he didn't realize that it was a wendigo until he played, played until no watched until dawn on youtube and what yeah so they look exactly like what they did in until dawn which is not a emaciated sort of buckhead no they kind of look like Human. They kind of look like a stretched out human. Very creepy. You know what, if a... This is going to sound bad, I'm really sorry. But kind of like an uh, underdeveloped fetus, but like of a giant. really tall. A giant. Yeah, a giant undeveloped fetus. But not like plump, like a baby. But like skinny, like an undeveloped fetus. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen one? Yeah. They're not plump, though. I haven't seen one, though. Okay. I feel sick thinking about it, though. You're probably thinking of a primate baby. That's different. In both of these stories, neither of the Wendigos looked like the ones that we sort of described from Algoa Quinn. Yeah. So, the fuck is it? I mean, they're probably just different kinds of Wendigos, because there's lots of different kinds of Wendigos and different kinds of folklore. Some even don't even need people to just be cannibals. They can just be greedy. Yeah. So like, just like committing some kind of sin. What if it's like a form of the seven the devil? deadly sins? Ah. All that. Intriguing. Have you seen the seven deadly sins? The anime. Yeah. It's oh, it's good. great. It's pretty great. Um, I it's think. Really sad when the pig died. Very sad. Spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> I think, what what sin would this Wendigo cover? I think it'd be gluttony, really. Oh, 100%. Because he eats and eats and eats and eats, and he's still not satisfied. He just wants more and more and more. I feel like there's a story we could take from this, or a meaning. Don't be a greedy fucking cunt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have anything like that in Australia. Bunyips are about the exception. I think bunyips is just what it is, but you got to be near a billabong. Where have you ever seen a billabong in Australia? Actually, I've not been near a billabong, which is where you find platypuses, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Platypi. Platypi. The most weirdest fucking What is up mammal. with Australian creatures? No, it's not a mammal. It's a marsupial. And they have poison spurs as well? Yeah. You, they paralyze you. My really? aunt, yeah, you know Renee, her dad got paralysed by one. By a platypus? Mm-hmm. Is he still paralysed? No, no, he's fine. 
they seeked help immediately. He got airlifted to hospital. That's so crazy that a yeah, platypus... Yeah, they were swimming in like a... A beautiful duck-billed weird beaver thing. I'm pretty sure it was somewhere up in Tambourine. So maybe I have been near a billabong and I've just not gotten eaten by a bunyip or paralyzed by a platypus. But for those international listeners, if you did not know, he's a little bit of fun. A platypus is a mammal because it has a pouch... But it also lays eggs and is cold-blooded. Is it cold-blooded? No, not a mammal. It's marsupial because it has a pouch. Sorry. Mammals are warm-blooded. Platypus is the weirdest animal. Is mammal warm-blooded? Yeah. And it doesn't lay eggs. Correct. But a platypus lays eggs. Correct. And it's a marsupial. Yeah. It's the only marsupial that lays eggs. Yeah. And it's got a duck bill. And kind a beaver of, tail. And like a beaver tail. It's like if a duck and a beaver and a plover <laughs> just oh, yeah. had a poison, three-way. Poison spur the shit out of someone. Yeah. I wonder how dangerous a plover's poison is. Yeah, let's look it up. Look it up. we got to see what we're in for. Before we end Australia, the land of death. The next podcast. Nothing paranormal here. Let's just talk about Australian... Yeah, we're more terrified of Australian creatures than a fucking ghost. Yeah, I know. Come at me, you poltergeist. No, please don't. I'm sorry. Where'd go? Plover. Spur. Anyway. It was interesting to me that both counts noted that, whether or not they're true or not, but both counts noted that the things screech were like a weird metal hiss or whatever. Yeah, it's very weird. Like, as if someone's just... Grinding some metal against each other. It makes my teeth hurt thinking of that. Is that good? Yeah. I make great noises. They have long reddish legs and large yellow facial wattles. <laughs> they inhabit virtually the whole of Australia and yeah. are commonly found on the shores of swamps and lakes. They commonly inhabit large grassy areas, particularly those areas cleared for pasture, pasture or parkland. I think the most terrifying, while you're searching that, I think the most terrifying part of a Wendigo is its ability to mimic human speech. Like, that is creepy, because it sort of lures you away, and then tries to continue luring you away with something that you sort of confide and feel safety in, the sort of safety of another one of the people around you that you know. But really, it's just like, yeah. If a Wendigo was impersonating you, what would it say to the little me? Just a little bit. (laughs) A little bit bit of what? I don't know. I'm trying to look up this. Plovers have spurs on their wings, however, despite common belief, they're not poisonous. Oh. Hmm. My life is a lie. Mm Mm-hmm. They can still stab you with spurs, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure their beak would be a more Mm. efficient stabbing weapon. Also read that their swooping is a bluff. Oh, yeah. The attacking you is so rare. But hey, that's not the go with magpies. Oh, they fine. will fucking go at you. How many mate. times have you been hit with magpies? Actually, never. Really? Yeah, because I don't bother them. When I was three, I could have even been two. This is my earliest memory in my life. Being I'm saying something, you don't remember a lot. By a magpie when we were playing cricket across the road from my childhood house. Yeah, we were playing cricket across. We were playing cricket across the other side of from my house in this little park. I'm fairly certain I was either two or three years old. I do not know how I remember this. And I'd hit the ball, or someone had hit the ball, and I was like, "I'll run and get it." And it was next to this fence, and sitting atop the fence was a magpie. I didn't think anything of it. I was a stupid little boy. I didn't know what that thing was. You were developing. Come on. And as I was running back, I see this black shadow over my shoulder. And I just immediately start screaming and running. And I think it hit me in the back of the head. Wow. My oldest brother got, you know, Derek. He got attacked by magpies several times. He's terrified. Better than being attacked by a cassowary. Yeah. They'd fucking kill ya. (laughs) Also, drop bears aren't a fucking thing. Don't spoil it for the people out there. Put it out there. Drop bears are not a thing. They are. They're gorgeous koalas. They're not koala bears. They are koalas. They have chlamydia. And you need to leave them be. I love how you said gorgeous things and chlamydia in the same sentence. 
a lot of gorgeous things have clumsy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think we should end it there. <laughs> <laughs> On a lot of gorgeous things like chlamydia. Alright, well... Go and like us on Facebook. We are you, me, and a poltergeist there. Also on Instagram, we are you, me, and a poltergeist. Um, you can go ahead and follow our personal Instagrams as well. I am Bambi Mackers, exactly as it sounds. And Brayden is Brayden 5ash with a 5, number 5. And an A-S-H if you want to follow me. And Brayden with much. an Owen. No, he really doesn't. And... Soon, this week in fact, we are going to do a haunted ghost tour and we're going to be doing a podcast after we do that tour. So look forward to that. Yes, we're going to have to pre-record it because I will be away for a week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you share us, subscribe, follow wherever you do listen to this do podcast. All the things. Review us so it means so much to us. You know, I will accept five stars, but if you can only give four, that's absolutely fine. Anything less than that's that, not fuck fine. Off. Four's not fine. Give us five stars. No, did you not just listen to the rest that I said? Anything less than a four. Back off. I get it. We're not always five stars. Sometimes we can be four, but if you We are never less than a four-star podcast, mate. I feel like we're selling ourselves short. All right. right, Well, don't forget to stay spooky. And exercise regularly. (laughs) Goodbye. Look what at your sound Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.